It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Coming up in 10 minutes, Dave Johnson live from Detroit where the Wizards are taking on the Pistons tonight over at Little Caesars Arena. Pizza, pizza, basketball, basketball. Uh, All right, it's time for our pick six. Six players we thought would have a big impact for the Commanders in their game against Dallas, how did they do? Uh, well, we know what the result was, so what kind of impact did they have on it? It's the six biggest Commander storylines. It is caught! Delivered at 6 o'clock sharp. It's the pick six at six. I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. All right, Anthony, no making fun Number of your one. picks uh, because you didn't you didn't make it. These are all me. These None of these were Michael. These were all my picks. So I'm, I guess you can make fun of me if you want to. The only criticism I have of your, your six is that I don't see a coordinator, but it's okay. Well, after the game, <laughs> they were short one anyway. So, you know, maybe I was on to something. You might be right. Uh, all right. My number one, I already hit this and then I talked over number it. Number one. Uh, was Charles Leno. Uh, Leno graded out okay in the game, uh, 69, but he had some some big plays that are not great. Like some gives up some pressures on some of the big runs in the game or gives up some penetration, I should say. Uh, gives up a couple of pressures. All in all, like was not the biggest uh, one of their problems, but at the end of the day, um, I picked him because he was going to have the primary responsibility on Michael Parsons. And ultimately, they moved Parsons around quite a bit. Um, and like Andrew Wiley, 51 grade through PFF. And like he gives up one of the sacks to Parsons. Um, you know, Cosme does an all right job. Chris Paul's had, got some struggles in the game. Um, you know, he gets matched up on Tyler Larson a couple of times. Like they do such a good job of taking a premier, premier, premier pass rusher and moving him around, and it causes all kinds of alignment issues. It causes all kinds of protection issues. And, you know, Leno at times was on some of the wrong end of those, but largely did, I guess, an okay job. In a 45-10 loss, Charles Leno was not your biggest problem. Number two. Benjamin St. Juice was amongst some of your biggest problems. Um, St. Juice grades out at a 27 on the day. By PFF's calculation. Anthony, I cannot say that I have seen someone who plays that many snaps uh, at DB grayed out that poorly. And, like, that includes some of the Emmanuel Fords games this year. 27 is insane. That is a bad grade. You want to know what's even crazier? What? Percy Butler finished with almost the identical grade. No way. And he's a safety. That's worse, I think. Yeah. 54 snaps, uh, 35 in coverage, 19 against the run. Uh, they both finish with a 27 or grade in the 27s. St. Juice 27.6. He gets a 27 tackling grade and a 27 coverage grade. His uh, run grade was okay. It was a 63. But at the end of the day, like he just he got beat a lot again. And there's just you know in coverage. Let's see. Uh, they according to PFF and again not always the best uh in terms of assigning the proper blame but they say he gave up uh 15.7 yards of reception uh including uh, which added up to uh, on seven catches 110 total yards uh 20 after the catch gives up a touchdown like just not good 
Uh, Butler, by the way, just one catch uh, given up, but 31 yards and a... I mean, it, I, I would put the touchdown, and they didn't even put that on him. Um, maybe they put that one on St. Juice, the the one where Butler's supposed to have help over the top, and mm-hmm. he goes up. Uh, he plays the corner instead of the post, and the running or the receiver runs the post. Yeah, just, uh, not good. Not good for Benjamin St. Juice as he continues to being asked to do stuff that he shouldn't be asked to do, um, and that's really the, the story of that. Number three. Um, Cody Barton was fine in the game. Uh, he's actually the highest-graded defensive player, like, I, I think one thing that I do notice about Barton compared to David Mayo, like Barton's better in coverage. I know he had the one over his head. I talked about it in first and 10 where it's like, that's just a hell of a throw by Dak. But it feels like Mayo makes more plays closer to the line of scrimmage or Barton will make the tackle, but it's five yards downfield. And that is something that I think is is not obviously ideal, but at the end of the day, they had much bigger problems. Um, Number four. Terry McLaurin. Only four catches on the day. I hate it. I hate it so much. That's all I have to say about that until I watch more of the film. Number two. No. Number five. Counting is hard, uh, but not that hard. I just hit the wrong button, Anthony. Don't you look at me like that. Uh, number five, KJ Henry. He grades, you know, he winds up playing 31 snaps, grades out like a, a 50. Um, he made a couple of plays in the game. He has one pressure. Like You'd like to see more of that. He has a tackle. Um, you just, you'd like to see more production, uh, obviously, but I, I think KJ Henry's largely done an all right job and proven why he should, like he was a fifth round pick and Andre Jones Jr. was a seventh, even if Jones Jr. has a little bit more pass rush juice, like J- Jones Jr. will look better in training camp, and, but Henry's a better player. Number six. And last but not least, Brian Robinson. Um, he showed his stuff again. Like they got to find the way, a way to get the ball to him early and in space. Like. He has a big catch early on the first drive that extends it. Um, he has some big runs. They just got to find more ways to get him the ball. Um, and he also has a drop, though, in the game later. So it's the offense is just that the word I'm looking for, Anthony, I feel like is disjointed. The offense feels disjointed, not super threatening. Um, no real rhythm. It just feels like patchwork. Sometimes things happen. Guys will make a play. But at the end of the day, they got to figure out a more systemic way to uh, to get things done. And that goes to perhaps uh, if we had put Eric Bieniemy on here. Um, but also some of this is Sam and receivers being on the same page at times. Um, Logan and I were exchanging some clips earlier today. And there's one play where it's like there should kind of be a sight adjustment between McLaren and Howell. And McLaren wa- runs one thing and Howell runs another. And without knowing exactly how they coach it, it's hard to know exactly who's quote-unquote in the wrong and they could both be right as long as they're on the same page but they don't they don't get on the same page so there, there's some stuff like that that seems to start there seems to be emerging i think more and more often that's pretty frustrating um that they got to figure out and hopefully they do and until then they're going to continue to be disjointed and that's not great uh any thoughts on the pick six anthony since you didn't participate in the picking of the six uh I think you had a solid list. It actually was hard. It's getting harder to do. Yeah. I mean, I was so out of the loop. I didn't know Forbes was injured and that he wasn't playing. So when I was watching the game, I texted Craig, actually. I was like, you did. 
it's why isn't Forrest playing? He was like, oh, he's out. I was like, oh, it sounds okay. like that elbow injury could be something. I mean, Ron said today, like that elbow injury could be like serious, and they gotta they gotta figure out what to do with him. So yeah, I don't get the sense he's gonna practice this week and or play. So that's really unfortunate because like one, it keeps putting juice in a bad spot, and two, you want to see what the kids got. Yeah. Especially in this new simplified defense, I would like to know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll we'll deal with that on Wednesday when we get uh, first practice and practice report. All right, uh, when we get back here on your home for Wizards basketball. By the way, this uh, technically is a misery Monday driven by the Team 980, uh, or on the Team 980, driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Uh, but it's also a Wizards game day, so Dave Johnson will join us next. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Wizards game day here on the Team 980, which means it is time to talk to Dave Johnson. Time to get the radio party started. Blocked by Bilal Kulabali. Oh, oh boy, did he stuff him. Left wing pool, it's wow. there. Oh, that's a pool party. Yeah, the basket snap right there. Oh, they're stealing the oh. slam. You better go Intercepted by Kispert. Kispert now foul line. Oh, slam. Ooh, that'll dry your preserves. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. Big, big shot. On the Hoffman Show. All right, Dave joins us from Detroit, uh, where he is at Little Caesars Arena, Pistons, and Wizards tonight. Dave, uh, hello, hi, how are you, and how was your Thanksgiving? You know, the Thanksgiving, uh, we were in Milwaukee, and it was great with the the team, actually, and just, you know, hang with the players. It was a, it was a chance to, uh, you know, just uh, relax for a little bit, just for a couple hours, and we're, you know, it, it, in that kind of atmosphere, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, family things and, and personal things and not focused on uh, pick and roll defense and, and, and all that other kind of stuff that uh, shadows us throughout the course of the season. So it, it was a nice Thanksgiving in, in Milwaukee. Uh, and you know what? The day after, the Wizards played probably the best game of the year against Milwaukee, a three-point loss. That was just a great basketball game. Uh, and you, you tip your hat to the Bucks for prevailing by three points. And, and so I, I want to see the continuation of that beginning tonight. It's, it's a shame about Saturday not making excuses. It's a shame about the scheduling. Atlanta was not playing a back-to-back. We were. Uh, we, we just didn't have enough to respond on, on Saturday. But this team is better than Saturday. The only unfortunate thing is, is and, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not that popular, so I'm not throwing that many parties in my life. But uh, you always want to throw a party and you hope, you get a good crowd. And then when you get a good crowd, uh, like we did Saturday night, you hope, uh, well, everyone has a good time and that it's, that it's a, a good show. And unfortunately for the Wizards, uh, it just wasn't a good show. And so I, I would have rather flip-flop those two games. In other words, let's uh, lose in Atlanta badly and then play that game against Milwaukee right. in front of the home crowd. But that's not the way it works. And that's why people listen to the radio because, again, there's no script. I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. Uh, we do not. Uh, we know that it's two teams that haven't won a lot of basketball games. And we'll talk about it, but I, I must go back to Thanksgiving. So you're with the team. Did you guys like go out to a restaurant? Did you have actual like turkey and stuffing and, and Thanksgiving food? Did somebody cook? Like how does how does a, an NBA Thanksgiving work on the road? Well, you know, and, and this is so many people. When you're hurry, oh, you're going to be on the road for Thanksgiving. They, they, you know, oh, I'm sorry, and you know, I feel sorry for you, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? <laughs> 
I'm going to tell you, it, it, it wasn't a bad way to live. I, my, my room was on the second floor, uh, which tells you where, you know, uh, that's where we, we broadcasters like to stay because we're men of the people. We want to be able to have the second floor to get down to the lobby quick in case we have to interact with <laughs> And the dinner was on the, the rooftop restaurant, the ninth floor, not a big room at this mm. hotel. Um, so I just had to go out of my hotel, go up seven floors, uh, and then, you know, they had hors d'oeuvres, and then they had, you know, a buffet style, you know, with turkey and, and prime rib. And, and, and just wonderful. So, and then when you're done and you're having fun and all the merriment and, and mirth, if I use the word mirth correctly, I'm not sure. Again, I went to Towson State, so I struggle sometimes. <laughs> and then when I was done, just had to go down seven floors to my hotel. So I, I think about the Thanksgivings, and yes, you miss your, your family, but you think about all those car rides where you went to somebody's house and you ate too much and then you got to drive 45 minutes and you're, you're half falling asleep because you're, you've got a food coma going on. You know, this wasn't bad, you know, going down an elevator, seven flights and then bam into my bed. That's not bad at all. Um, no. And you didn't have to clean up anything. Like that's, no. that's pretty solid. Um, didn't, the- have, didn't have to pay for anything. I mean, I was blessed. Uh, so I had, <laughs> I had a, a five star, uh, a free meal on the road with with an NBA basketball team. That you know, that's 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 a that's a good life, and I'm that, very grateful. That is pretty good. Now, in your WTOP game, I mean, you've obviously been doing the Wizards gig for so long, but in in any of your WTOP days, did you ever cover any Thanksgiving games in Dallas on Thanksgiving? Any Washington Dallas games? No, I never. You know, because uh, no, in uh, answer. But but it, uh, as I was thinking, also as I just told that blissful day of. You know, going down in, in my elevator and going to bed. Uh, once upon a time, like last year or the year before or whatever, I'd have to worry about all right, my lead story the, the, tomorrow morning's the Commanders and what they did against the Cowboys or et cetera, et cetera. And I'd be getting up at 3 a.m. and, and that type of thing. So um, that but, is an upgrade. Uh, we did what we did watch the Commanders uh, game, and, and and you could tell by the reaction who was the Commander fan and who was the Cowboy fan because it was. Uh, there was a lot of razzing going on. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it was uh, not a particularly close uh, close affair. Uh, all right, no. so the Wizards are in Detroit tonight. Um, and I before we get to, to kind of Washington and where they're at, obviously I would love an, an injury update on Jordan Poole and, and all of those fun things. I'm curious to ask you about Detroit because they, they started to rebuild a couple years ago. They got some really nice players, I thought, um, a guy like Cade Cunningham, I really liked coming out, uh, and and you know they, James Wiseman's a nice little addition for them last year. Um, they've got a couple of other high draft picks in tow, and yet they are in the same place as the the Wizards record wise, where a team like Orlando is the opposite. Orlando rebuild about the same time; they're now second in the entire Eastern Conference, uh, at least last time I checked this weekend. So why hasn't it clicked for Detroit? Why why has Detroit been so bad this year? Well, you know, I, I think it's it's a case where you know it's too early to judge anything uh, in terms of. Now, I understand what you're saying. It, uh, it, this is the third year or so of the rebuild, and this is the time where it's supposed to be blossoming and blooming. But I mean, too early to, to judge this this season. I mean, Detroit has been bothered by injuries, and they're missing players tonight. Uh, and so, you know, they got off to a a two and one start. And nobody wins an NBA title on a two-and-one start. But then all of a sudden, they've not won a game uh, in, in November. Uh, you know, and, and you hear what, what's going on with them is, you know, well, there's too many turnovers and they play well 
to a point, but then it kind of crumbles. Uh, so it's kind of a familiar uh, symptoms, if you will, of a, of a team that you know has not figured that out yet. Uh, but I think you know it'll be more accurate reflection of where this team is when they're healthy and, and when we get to the midpoint. Is is this is this team showing progress this season? Because they can they can still. This is November, so I, I don't think the whole story has been written. They, they absolutely, in my mind, got it with this rookie, Asar Thompson, who, uh, you know, has the rebounding skills of a Dennis Rodman, but, you know, has, has something Rodman didn't have, an offensive game. Uh, so, I, now, I, and this Pistons woe uh, led to, and I'm sure a lot of folks who are listening to this saw it, but one of the Detroit radio hosts went on like a, a long viral rant about this uh, Pistons team. So that's that's pro sports. When you're when we can we can talk about well it's too early to reflect and this and that. But when your record is two and fourteen, uh, you're going to get some punches. And by the way, that's the Wizards' record right now. It's, it's two and fourteen. Maybe the Wizards get more of a, a pass because this is sixteen games into a rebuild versus now we're a few years in the Pistons' uh, rebuild. But um, certainly they've underperformed, but I, I think you'll get more of an I will personally get more of an accurate judgment of of how it's going and where these teams are when we get more toward the all-star break. Yeah, no doubt about it. Dave Johnson with us from Detroit. And what is the latest, uh, Dave, on Jordan Poole, his status for tonight, and, and how Wes Unsell is going to line it up as both these teams battle for win number three on the year? He's, he's going he's gonna to play, and, and I think Jordan Poole – uh, what is encouraging for Wizards fans, and, and he was a big part of our pregame on Saturday because he really did play his most complete game on Friday against the Bucks. I mean, think about some of the numbers. He was 9 of 20 from the field, and, and five of those 11 misses were three-pointers that I'm telling you, he's going to make it, make those threes, or some of those threes. Uh, and, and he got to the free-throw line, you know, he, he, he got an incredible rebound in terms of coming down from the free throw line and mucking it up, getting the rebound that led to an outlet that, that finished with a Kyle Kuzma three that made it a one-point game with, uh, you know, 16 seconds left. I'm forgetting the exact scenario. But I, I, we really thought, and I say we, me, and Brian Alvin, who were on the call for the game on Friday, it was his most complete game. And so I, now I want to see how does he follow it up tonight uh, against – this, this Pistons team, and, and again, while we talk about rebuild and being patient, etc., day-to-day, these teams want to win badly. Uh, I mean, the, the Wizards were playing the Bucks Friday, and you know what? It really felt like they were doing enough to win that game, and they did, and that hurt, and that hurt big time. And so I'm expecting a good response tonight from the Wizards team, but again, having said that, the Pistons, they're thinking the same thing in, the, in their camp, so uh, no, it's hard to make a, a matchup uh, sexy between two and 14 teams, but I don't think either team is, is going to mail it in because it's it's two young teams uh, that are that are feeling the heat of, of not having good records. Dave Johnson will be on the call pregame just over 15 minutes away in Detroit. Uh, the radio party getting started here on the Hoffman Show. Dave, always appreciate your time, sir, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday we're going to be in Orlando with that team you you referenced. So, again, you look at that, turnarounds and rebuilds can happen, can be successful, uh, but nothing is guaranteed. So that's, that's why they're a little queasy here in Detroit.
Indeed. All right, we'll talk to you then, Dave. Have a great call. See you, buddy. All right, that's Dave Johnson with us here on the Hoffman Show. When we get back, we will wrap things up with, amongst other things, real things real people said into real microphones. When's the next time you think we'll play this? <laughs> what are you doing? I just wanted to play this song to ask you a question. Okay. When's the next time you think we'll have a victory Monday and we'll be able to play this esteemed song? So I don't think they're going to win this weekend. You don't think so? No. Think we have a shot? No. A puncher chance? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't think they'll lose the next weekend. Oh, because we have a bye. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I can play it that week? I guess. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. I guess. um, Let's see. Then I I don't remember the order of the remaining games. After that, I think we have – do we have the Rams? I think it's Rams. Jets. Jets. 49ers. 49ers. Cowboys. Cowboys. Man. I think there's a chance against the Rams, but I would not feel good about it. I think we lose. I'm also so annoyed that game's at 4 o'clock. Yeah! I think I think if there's a win on the schedule left, it's either the Jets J-E-T-S. or the last Cowboys game because they don't care. Like, they're locked in to be in the three-seed or the whatever seed. I think I they can... the, the, the five-seed. Because the Eagles are going to win the division. Ooh. Like, they're, they're already, I mean, the Eagles are 10 and 1. The Cowboys are 8 and 3. Yeah. And the Eagles have already beaten them once. They, they will probably need to split with the Eagles. And so they, need, the they, Eagles. Need, they need to beat the Eagles and get help. Yeah, that too. Um, so there's a good chance that the Cowboys are pretty locked into the five seed. I need the I need Dallas to beat us, but it's I like, need us yeah. to lose out. I need Sam Howell. Maybe Ron's last game. Yep, I need Sam Howell to to look good. I need the defense to keep playing the way they've been playing, and uh, we make sure we get this top five, you know, pick. I don't know what nice. I would I don't know what I would do with that pick, but that's some that that's a question I'd like to start answering on the show. Yeah, I'd like to start having some folks on who can I mean we we had Trevor Sikkim on a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. We can get Trevor back. We can get uh my guy Mike Renner on. Like we can uh we always had Matt Miller on from ESPN a couple weeks ago and then his kids got sick. Yep. But like Matt's Matt's down to come on. Um Logan will be starting his draft prep soon. So like we'll have that slash have him. Um yeah it's about that time. Eight it's about that time, eh, chap? It's about that time, eh? Um, so, yeah. Also, you know what other time it is? It's kind of bumming me out. And we're coming to, like, the end of the TV season. I don't watch, like, a ton of scripted television, yeah. as you all know. But, like, I've hit season finales on, like, a lot of the stuff that I watch. It's and it kind sucks. of ticking me off. Yeah. Like, Welcome to Wrexham's done. Uh, Great British Bake Off is done this week. Um, we only got like three or four more episodes or three or four more weeks of The Voice. Um, I haven't even been keeping up with The Voice. I, I love the clips, though, that I do see. It's such a good show. It is. I just can't sit there for like two hours sometimes and 
Yeah. Just relax. I, but that's the thing is like you can kind of watch it in chunks. Yeah. As long as you're not like following everybody on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you don't get spoilers. Yeah. You can watch half an hour of it and then it's still there for like I'm actually mad that we've caught up. Oh. Um, oh, you guys were behind it. We were way behind because we had a bunch I had a bunch of football to watch. I had a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then and then now we're caught up. And like we used to just watch like, oh, it, it's always there for us. It's not there for us right now. Also, NBC. Why isn't every season of that show available on demand? What are we doing? Why why are they hidden? When it's when it's not voice season, make every other season available so I can I haven't watched most of them. I would go back and watch I don't know who won. <laughs> I'm still being entertained. Some talented uh singers. Also like live sports F one ended this weekend. Anthony, we're we're about to enter the doldrums. Then NFL season is about to end for the yeah. Commanders. Well, it's, I mean, that's not really weeknight television, but I'm, I'm at this point like, hey, that means I don't have to do, <laughs> I don't have to work six days a week anymore. That too. They ain't, never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, we got, I, I guess it's, it's about, you know what it's about to be though? It's about to be league pass season. Oh, yes, sir. It's about to be league pass season. So we're going to have to start ramping up the, the hoops watching. Yes, sir. Uh, you know what else is time to ramp up? Enlighten me. The end of the show. Real things. We're not going to be sucked this year. Real people. 5 and 11. Not very good. Set into real microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. All right, Anthony, I need help with the setup of this one. Uh, you found this. This is the Jim Nance one. Yes. Uh, the, the description you have put in this file is, Jim Nance turned CBS into a Sunday night football on NBC promo. Yeah, so basically during the uh, fourth quarter of the Eagles-Bills game, uh, mm-hmm. Jim Nance just kept on saying, uh, you know, Sunday Night Football tips off at 8.22 p.m. He just kept saying it over and over again. So this is uh, a little bit of a, a mosh-up. And then I a think, compilation? Yeah, a compilation. And then uh, Romo makes fun of him. Just a reminder, the kickoff of the Ravens and the Chargers game is at 8.22 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Again, a reminder, Baltimore at the L.A. Chargers game is coming up on NBC at 8.22 Eastern time. And again, another reminder that the Ravens and Chargers game is coming up at 8.22 Eastern on NBC. We're almost going to run into the start time of that game. And those of you waiting 60 minutes will be coming up. <laughs> there you go. I like the way we went from Romo to promo <laughs> in just one sentence. Perfect. <laughs> I haven't heard it. Just came to me. That was weird. My what? guess is they're supposed to be done at a certain time. Which allows NBC, like, obviously the game is what it is, but, like, they're spaced in a way that NBC's Football Night in America should have, like, a big audience leading into Sunday Night Football. And I'm guessing the way the NFL has it, if one of the late games on Fox or CBS runs into, like, too far into Football Night in America on NBC, they're basically required... To send people to NBC after oh, the game. Okay, okay. That's my guess. Yeah. Because if not, that's a weird decision by CBS 
And it's not like Jim Nance is out there doing it solo. Yeah, he was just at 8.22 p.m. Hello, friends. At 8.22, we know where we'll be. Watching 60 Minutes, suckers! <laughs> Pull the old switcheroo. Uh, eventually, on Sunday Night Football, you had the Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, OBJ, have their little Sunday Night Football introductions. Lamar Jackson, ball to you fall. Gus Edwards, Park Hill. OBJ, Hemothy University. Hemothy University. Hemothy University. And ball to you fall. Ball to you fall. Never heard of those, but you know. I, I would go to those institutions if I could be like a, a Lamar or a I don't know if OBJ. I can get in. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> you, you got a better chance at ball to you fall or Hemothy University? Hemothy uh, sounds like there's only one person for real for that gets in. So yeah. I think ball to you fall. Ball to you fall. Where did yeah. Gus Edwards go? Lamar Jackson, ball to you fall. Gus Edwards, Park Hill. OBJ, Hemothy University. Maybe I can get into Park Hill. Yeah, that Park Hill. Pa- Park Hill I'm fine going to Syracuse. Well, that too. Where would you, if you, if you got intro, where would you shout out? Uh, I will probably shout out my middle school. Washington so, Jesuit Academy. G- give it to me. <laughs> Anthony Haney III, Washington Jesuit Academy. Nice. If I had to do it again, <laughs> I probably would switch it. I don't know. I got to work on it. All right. I'm trying <laughs> to think of if I would do something wacky. I, I don't have time right now because the show ends in three, two, one.